It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hey, this. Hold on to that, Megan. Get step it back here. We have a really lot of background noise here. Wow. We have a lot of background noise because of the music and stuff. So I wanted to be back here. Uh, I thought it was Megan. Megan, what's your last name? Mikio. And Megan McKill, she is with this. Oh, that's a lot of feedback. Let's walk over here. I think that's a little bit better. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're getting a lot of feedback here. So Megan is with this. An organization called for staying in softball. I guess you could call her the mother of this. Megan, uh, You've been pretty happy and excited with what this has done so far this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been taking off a lot faster than I thought it would be. It's been a lot to handle, but it's been amazing how many people we've been able to get through to and help so far. Exactly. Now, we're here at Orville, Ohio. It's far in the sky. And uh, Megan's team, you did end up playing in the tournament. Did you have a great time this weekend? Yeah, I guess I can speak for all the team when I say that it was really fun. We put up a good fight. They got taken out earlier today, but it was still an amazing experience with everyone here, all the teams. It was a pretty awesome. That's right. Now, getting back to SIS, now you guys have a tournament you're going to have coming up, right? It's going to be used to raise money for SIS? Yeah. Um, Valley Extreme has been kind enough to help us put on a tournament in October for SIS to help us raise money for the organization and everything. They've just been so supportive with the entire thing, with helping us get fields for clinics and everything. It's just been an awesome way to have them there to help us so much. Yeah, that's great. We also talked to you today and said that uh, we'd be interested in coming out and broadcasting one of the game, championship games for you and use that to help promote what the tournament and also promote uh, – Staying in softball. And I have, you're Amy, right? No. What's your name? Kate Klein. Yeah. Go ahead and give her the headset for me. We're going to be talking to, actually, your teammate of Megan's, correct? As long as the mic's in front of your mouth, you should be fine. Okay. And what, what's your name? I'm sorry. Uh, Kate Kelm. And you're all, you're also a teammate with Megan, correct? Yes, correct. And you also help her with the staying in softball program, and yeah, it's it's a pretty neat idea. What uh, kind of dreamed up was some way to help girls that are maybe not quite as fortunate, or have a parent that's ill, or might not be able to afford to play softball, or even get the right kind of gear and equipment for safety. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's really really nice what they're doing. Uh, what kind of impact has it had on you as far as with the program with this? 
Well, it. <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh. <laughs> it's had a really big impact about like helping other people that like can't really help themselves because they don't have the finance and everything. Right, and that that's the big thing that's really nice about that. Now, Megan, I'm sure you really appreciate all the support that you're getting from your teammates and uh, other people that's helping you. And uh, have you done? What have you been doing as far as helping with Megan? Well, um, I went. I helped put on a clinic, and yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You guys, I don't think you guys ever been interviewed before in your lifetime, most likely. So it's okay. Uh, they probably need some of the girls from staying in softball that's playing your programs. I'm sure some of the girls are pretty vocal and loud, ain't they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you can give the mic back to Megan here. Okay. Now, part of part of the thing is uh, we uh, made a deal with uh, staying in softball back in the. Um, I, I think it was like right after the program came out that the softball zone would donate up to fifty dollars a month every month, and uh, we actually presented them with it. We're actually presenting them with a check today here at the Far in the Sky tournament. Are you getting feedback to make? I am. Yeah. It seems like every time they start playing the music. You know, you're getting all that feedback. Well, anyway, Megan, you know, I'm really, really excited about what you guys are doing and, what, you know, what your teammates and everybody's been doing. And, uh, you know, your parents are probably really proud of you trying to come up with something like this. How did you actually come up? I'm sure a lot of people don't realize how it all started. It basically started in November when my mom had to donate a kidney to my grandfather. And that basically gave me the idea of, hey, everyone else is trying to help us when we're not in a great position to be traveling everywhere and school is going on, so we didn't have a lot of time to, like, cook meals and everything. So we saw the way people were helping us, and we wanted to, like, do something for other people because we realized that a lot of girls have the opportunity of softball maybe taken away from them from things that they can't control. And that's basically where the idea originated from. Right. Yeah. And you know, if you want to read more about that, they also have a website, don't you? You actually, you have a lot of stuff. You have a website, Facebook. Uh, what was the name I tried to say this afternoon? Uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Do you have a Tumblr account? Yes, I do. Yeah. I know. I talked to your mom, and she said, "What? Where would you put it?" I said, "Everywhere I could." So, yeah, let people know. Uh, how they can find out more information or about how to donate equipment or gear or financially to help out. Tell them about all the different sites you have and social media. We have a Facebook, Twitter, as we said, Tumblr, um, Instagram. I think that's – there's something more. I just can't, I can't remember all of them. <laughs> You you actually have a website too, correct? Yeah, we have the website. It's um, stayinsoftball dot com. Staying in softball. Now staying in softball is you're spelling it S T A Y I N softball dot com, correct? Yes. Okay. Because actually, when I first got that, I was like spelling S T A Y I N G softball, and I could never find the website. So everybody, if you listen to this, make sure you get that right. Don't be like a knucklehead like I did and do it that way. Go S T A Y. I N softball.com, 
if you can find their website. There's a lot of cool information on there. They're really real good about putting pictures, information up about the clinics they do and everything they got going. And uh, I think you guys just finally got your nonprofit uh, stuff back too, correct? Yeah, we did. So anybody that wants to help them in any way, donate their time. A lot of you coaches out there, so you know I'm sure there's a lot of things that you could do to help them out if you can. So, any last message or anything you'd like to say, Megan, before we go? Um, let's see. Uh, basically, just that it's been great trying to help everything that we've been doing, and we're thanking everyone so much that's been supporting us. That it's been so much for all the donations that have helped us so much along the way and basically just a big thank you from the entire organization to everyone who's been donating and everything to us because it's helped more than anyone can ever actually realize. Well, I appreciate interviewing both of you and of course I'm going to be presenting you two with the check out on the diamond here before the championship game. Thanks a lot, Megan and Kate. <laughs> All right, everybody, okay, we're done with that. You can go ahead and take it off. Good job. Okay, this is Rick Moore Now, I know we're having a lot of background feed, and it's probably because of running two phones here at the same time. So what we're going to do, we're going to mute this one. Okay, there we go. Now we got a little bit quieter. Now I'm going to see if I can actually get down to the fields and maybe try to do an interview with the coach or two uh, before the game. And, uh, excuse me, sir. Have you called in yet? Trying to get Jeff called in here to the show. They're actually doing a pre-show meeting right now. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, take my headset. There you go. Thank you. 
those who are able to rise, the gentlemen removing their hats from the theme of our national anthem. Okay, we're back. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Good. Starting off for the visiting lineup of the Ohio Storm. We're here at the uh, Softball Zone radio show at the Orville Fighter Fighters Fire in the Sky Tournament. We're reading the starting lineups as we speak here. This game will feature the Storm 01 versus the Classics 00. Bear with us for a second here as we get those starting lineups from the PA announcer. Playing first base, 
is number 27, Lauren Ringheiser. Batting fifth is the designated player, number 22, Maddie Foster. Batting number six, the third baseman is number 10, Meredith Thomas. Batting number seven, the second baseman is number 12, Kennedy Kashmiri. In center field and batting eight, number two, Allie Eby. Batting ninth and playing right field is number seven, Blake Hacker. The starting pitcher is number 16, Taylor Flory. The manager of the Ohio Classic is Andy Eady. Okay, well, we'll just give you a lineup for tonight's game. We're here at Orville, Ohio, for Far in the Sky, and uh, really excited to be broadcasting this tournament once again in 2015. The officials for tonight's game at first is Neil Roberts at third, Ken Hall, behind Ham Clates, Greg Downey. Ricky, this is Jeff. Good to good to be here again this year. We certainly enjoyed this one of our absolute best venues in the state, I think, for for softball here in, in Orville. Um, immediately after this game, they have fireworks. So there's uh, it's hard to imagine, but there's probably around 1,500 to 2,000 people here. Yeah, there's a lot of people here at this tournament today. So get, this has definitely become the standard for 1,400. You know, a lot of times on the softball game, you hear them talking about having a 1,400 pool. Well, I can tell you one thing. Settle up to the farthest side, July weekend, and let your game decide who's number one. Now, we are actually having a quite a bit of technical issues because of the music plan. And basically, when the music is playing, we probably won't be able to broadcast any kind of music song. So that's something we're going to have to kind of adjust to. Ricky, just about getting ready to start here. The starting pitcher for the Classics, Taylor Flory, is warming up here. Just got to go over the lineup real quickly again here for the Storm. Molly Troutman, the right fielder, will be leading off. She's actually coming to the plate now, so we'll get the game started. Tell you what, even in the outfield, there's people setting up already. I bet there's a good 200 people just setting up behind the outfield fence. Molly's a left-handed batter from uh, Gahana, Gahana High School, batting 440 on the season. Here's the first pitch of the game, and it's a foul ball down the left side. Strike one on Molly Troutman from the Storm. Again, this, this game features the Storm 01. It's kind of based out, both teams are based out of Central Ohio, actually. Storm is kind of primarily out of uh, out of the Mount Vernon area. There's a ground ball through the left side, in the left field for a base hit by Molly. And she starts the Storm off with a single. Now batting for the Storm is their catcher, number two, Avery Adams. Avery is from Zanesville. It goes to John Glenn High School. She's a switch hitter, but batting left-handed here, 465 batting average. 
Here's the first pitch to Avery. She puts it down a bump, but it's fouled on the third base side. Strike one. By the way, here in Orville, they have this uh, tournament every weekend. And down the left field line, you see Ferris wheels, all kinds of rides, cotton candy, foods. Just a tremendous setting here. Here's the second pitch to Avery. It's outside, ball one. You can, one see, you can see they're definitely trying to set up a, a bunt run here. I think they're almost on an automatic here, trying to advance the runner. It's on another bunt. It's right on the line and foul. That was just on the first baseline, just, just a couple inches foul. So Avery now has a one and two account. One and two count. Taylor Flory again pitching for the Classics. This again is the Classics 00 versus the Storm 01. Storm comes into this game with a record of 28 and 1. Next pitch is a little bit outside. Could be a first base. She makes the player itself at first. Throws down to second, but she's safe. So we got one out. We got a runner on second base for the Storm. Hope straight now batting for the Storm. Hope's the first baseman. There's number one. She's from Mount Vernon. Goes to Mount Vernon High School. Five home runs. Five fourteen batting average. We got a little pop up back to the pitcher. Good, good catch by Tara. Two down now. Now coming to bat for the Storm, the cleanup hitter, the shortstop, number 23, Sarah Mose. Yeah, we are definitely having a very difficult time here doing the game the show. Uh, a couple people already said they tried to listen, but they can't hear because of all the background music. First pitch was a swing and a miss to Sarah Motes from Taylor Flory. So me and Jeff were just not crazy on doing the best podcast we can. There's one out. Yeah, one out so far. Second pitch is outside. We got a one-on-one account. One-on-one count here. Two outs. Oh, two outs. Two outs for the storm here in the top of the first inning. We got a runner on second base. Here's the next pitch to Sarah. It's a strike. Foul ball. Sarah's from Circleville. Goes to Circleville High School. Batting 404 on the season so far. There's the next pitch to Sarah. Another foul tip. The Stormer, again, uh, based out of Mount Vernon. Ryan Pence is their head coach. Assistant coaches Kevin Strait, Jake Herb, David Adams, and Eric Troutman. Here comes the next pitch to Sarah. Ground ball. What nice a play. diving stop by the shortstop. She's coming home with a throw. And Whoa. out of the play. Wow, what a play. Now, that was an outstanding play right there. I, I think, Jeff, you know, we talked earlier about before we started broadcasting it. We were just kind of wondering how much energy these girls may have left. I'm going to tell you right now, that was one big time play. They great play, right great play. Actually, got to record that as a base hit. It was uh, she was going to be safe at first. The runner was on base was at second base. She made it safely to third, but then tried to advance to home on the throw, and uh, was gunned down by the 
That was a shortstop, Warren Renner. Leonard Renner. Maya Daniel with a tag at home plate. Yeah, we actually got Lee beside us, the coach of the Lasers. I think he just got there going over and licking, licking his wounds and stuff. He's actually sitting here beside us. Uh, giving another good job this year, Lee. And Lee just made a comment about that last play. The shortstop died for the ball. Came up with the ball and started hammering. Was able to get the, the leadoff runner. That Lee was just missing that with a college level play. I would have to agree with that. That was, that was a great play, play. Great play for sure. I think Ricky might have mentioned it, but this is actually the uh, the Storm's sixth game today. You know, the Classics their fifth game today. So that's the nature of travel softball, especially when you got a 96 team single elimination tournament. It has to be one of the biggest single elimination one age bracket tournaments in the in the states. Pitcher throwing your final warm up pitches for the storm is Sydney Stepp. Sydney is out of Westerville, goes to Westerville High School. She's a right hand pitcher. She's got a 2.27 earned run average in the season with 87 strikeouts. Leading off for the classics is a shortstop that just made that great play. That's Lauren Renner. She's number eight. She's a right handed batter. That's true. She has a big-time bat that matches a big-time play. Might not be this inning, might be the next. Let's see what she has. Lauren is from uh, Hilliard, Ohio. Goes to Hilliard-Bradley High School. The first ball is down in the dirt, ball one. One of the things that really got some information from the classics, they got their, the GPAs of their players, and pretty outstanding overall. The uh, Lauren has a 4.417 GPA. She's batting 489. Next pitch is called strike. Got a 1-1 count on Lauren. The leadoff hitter for the Classics OO. Classics coming to this game with a record of 25-3. Next pitch is up and eye. Ball two. Andy Eady is their coach. Todd Ringheiser is their assistant coach. David Daniels is their scorekeeper. Well, one thing about Sydney, Seb, even though she's missing right now, she's smiling. So. Pitch inside. Nice diving stop by Sydney. She throws over to first. And one up, one down for the Classics. Hope straight playing at first base. I saw that a routine out there. Pretty routine. Now batting for the Classics, left-handed batter, number 11, Brooklyn Witt. Brooklyn's their left fielder. Brooklyn goes to Mount, is from Mount Gilead and goes to Carting, Cartington Lincoln High School. She's got a 3.9 GPA. She's batting 5.45 on the season. Wow, I'm not going to. First pitch to Brooklyn was a strike. A 1 1 count, 1 out here for the Classics. Got a change up there, fouls it back, 0 1 2 count. Again, Sydney Step on the mound. For the storm, Avery Adams behind the plate. I probably get criticized for saying on the mound since there's no mound in softball, but I actually think it is a mound. I think if you look at the official ASA rulebook, you'll find out it does say mound. It's definitely a pitching rubber. But just just got to point that out for you, Jeff. 
Next pitch to uh, to Brooklyn was outside. Ball one. She's got a one and two count here. One out. Bottom of the first inning. No score between the Storm 0-1 and the Classics. Oh oh. Ryan's team 13, but it's 14 here. Next pitch. A little low, maybe. Ball three. Ball two, sorry. Two and two count. A lot of people, a lot of background noise. The team that's playing. Yeah. Here's the next pitch. Foul ball down the left side. Count remains two and two to Brooklyn Witt. Just real quick uh, before the next pitch, if you're calling in to listen to the show, please mute your phone so we don't have any background noise. I'll mute it for you anyway, so you might as well mute it. Next pitch to Brooklyn. Outside, full count now. Okay. Yeah, we got a full count now here to Brooklyn Witt, second batter for the Class A. Here's the next pitch. Puts it in the hole between short and third. Base hit in the left field for Brooklyn Witt. And the Classics have their first hit and their first base runner. What did you say to batters? That was Brooklyn Witt. Now batting. Oh, I was watching a great movie last night. It was called John Witt. It was a fantastic movie. Now batting for the Classics is their catcher, number nine, Amaya Daniel. Amaya is from it Delaware High School and goes to Hayes High School. She's a right-hand batter with a 5.88 batting average. Started to show bunt, pulled back, called strike one. Definitely looked like Wick was looking to go. I'm sure Classic Coach is out there, base coach. Definitely got the green light on her. Here's the next pitch. A little low. Count evens at one and one. So, again, we've got Brooklyn Witt on a first base here for the Classics with one out. Amaya Daniel at the plate, one and one count. Here's the next pitch to Amaya. Hard ground ball, but foul. Down the third base side. Count goes to one and two. Jeff, I just want to add a note here. I know this is the second game I've watched the Classics play, and I'll tell you what, these girls are doing a fantastic job of putting their bat on that ball and putting it in play. Classics are always a strong organization, Ricky. They've always been good hitters. Every every time I've ever played them, they hit the crap out of it. Next pitch is down in the dirt. Count evens to Maya Daniel at 2-2. Ricky, it's the first time we broadcast our game that we didn't have the Team Pennsylvania in the finals. No comment. <laughs> Ground ball down to third. Good stop. But the base hit, infield base hit for Amani Daniel. Brooklyn Wick goes down to second. Coming yes. up to bat for the Classics now, the first baseman, number 27, Lauren Ringheiser. That ball come up there a little bit. Tough play. I call it a base hit. Lauren is a, uh, a right-handed batter out of Gahanna, Gahanna Lincoln High School. 474 batting average. First shot is towards second base. Here comes Whoa. the front of the plate. No, they go back. They're down to third. She's safe. Everybody's safe. I'm going to tell you what, people. You're going to see some big. This is a big-time game right here. Very good diving stop by Taylor Heckman down there at second base. Saved a run. 
Kept it, uh, kept the ball alive. Shortstop picked it up. Held the runner. So we've got bases loaded now for the Classics. One out. Out of the first. No score. Matty Foster, the DP now batting. Here's the first pitch. Called strike one. Matty is from Zanesville. It goes to Mary's Maysville High School. He's got a 436 batting average. Again, bases loaded for the Classics. One out. Out of the first. There's the pitch, and a foul ball back into the crowd here. In case you missed it earlier, there's probably a couple thousand people here. We're not going to take all the credit, as we know there's a big fireworks display here after the game here in Orville. But uh, great crowd watching the game as well. There's a swing and a foul tip back into the catcher. Got an 0-2 count. On Matty Foster here with one out. Bases loaded for the Classics. This pitch is outside and high. Count goes to one and two. You'd be lousy at this. Sydney Stepp with her next pitch. To Matty Foster. There's a base hit right up the middle. That's going to score at least one. And the runners hold. An RBI single for Matty Foster scores Brooklyn Witt with the first run of the game. Playing the walk up music for each of the players here, which is great, except it makes it look. For us to hear at times, but um, now batting for the classics, number 10, Meredith Thomas, a third baseman. Is what? Mouse. That uh, Lee Piles here with expert commentary. If Meredith goes by Mouse, first pitch was strike. Next pitch, take it to right field. That's going to be a base hit on the right field line. It's going to score. It's going to score two runs. And end up with runners at the corner. So Maya Daniel, Lauren Ringheiser both score on that base hit by Meredith Thomas. Or Mouse. Now coming to bat, the second baseman, number 12, Kennedy Cashmere. I'll tell you, this is almost a repeat of what happened in the last game we watched the Classics play in the first inning. They got up right away two or three runs. And then the, the coach actually walked out and talked to the girls. This is like deja vu. This is the second time nope. I've seen this. Kennedy Kashmiri, again, is from Powell, Ohio. Goes to Olentangy Liberty High School. She's a right-handed batter, 3.965 GPA. And she's hitting 354 in the season. Again, just to recap here, we've got the bottom of the first innings. Storm 01 did not score in the top of the first. Classics, oh, have scored three already here in the bottom of the first. They've got runners on first and third and one out. Kennedy Kashmiri at the plate. Cindy Step on the mound. There's the next pick to Kennedy. Inside ball one. First and third, I wonder if they'll try to steal here or try to some kind of a play. I know, I know if I was a storm coach, I definitely wouldn't want to give up any more runs. Nope. 
Pitch almost set her inside, but she did get out of the way. You don't have to get out of the way in fast pitch softball, but uh, that ball was coming in pretty quick. She That would have hurt. Yeah, that would have been a stinger. It's the next pitch. A little more outside is foul, foul ball. Back behind the crowd here on the right-hand side. Count if goes it, to two and one. If, if that ball hit Alexis, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One out now. Two and one count on Kennedy Kashmiri of the Classics. Next pitch, well struck ball, but fouled down the right-hand side as well. The count evens at two and two. I'm just really impressed with the classics. Just, they're going up and attacking the ball hard on the there, they, they hit the ball well. Here comes the next pitch. Now more down the middle. It hits the second base. Good stop. Flip to second for one. Try to first double. Did not double her up. Uh, fielder's choice. Run scored on that, though. Maddie Foster did score. I think the score 4 nothing. Now batting for the Classics, their uh, catcher, Allie Edie. I'm sorry, number two, the center fielder, Allie Edie. She's from uh, Baltimore, Ohio, goes to Liberty Union High School. A right-hander with a 4.0 GPA and a 4.06 batting average. Good First, stop by the catcher there. Yep. Uh, Adams. Avery Adams. Avery Adams. So first pitch to Alley Edie again was a ball low. Comes the next pitch. A little outside, looks like. Maybe 2-0 count now. Get the Classics with four runs in already. You know, if I remember the game last year, Ricky, I think the Lasers purple scored four runs in the first, and they ended up not winning the game. So, Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you're correct. Last year, actually, they jumped right on top of it. Actually, the Team PA won last year, didn't it? Yes, they did. So even though the Lasers jumped up from front right away, the Team PA came back. Yep. Called strike. I think it's a count to three and one. Looks like Allie was taken all the way there. This is the eighth batter to come to the plate for the Classics this inning. Four runs in, runner on first, two down. Pitch was inside, ball four. I mean, honestly, I can't really blame Sydney for doing what she's doing right now. I don't really think she's putting the ball, getting them much to look at, because it's very evident that their Classic heroes are hitting the ball. So I think right now what she's doing is trying to give him nothing good to look at. I mean, I actually believe these girls will go after about anything that gets turned up anyway. Yep. The, new, the next batter here is Blay Hacker, number seven. First pitch is a call out, strike one. Blay is from uh, Upper Sandusky, goes to Upper Sandusky High School. Another 4.0 GPA, right hander. 378 batting average, little ground ball down the first baseline, just foul. Are you going for full? I mean, I will be warned. Got an 0-2 count now on Blay Hacker. Two down, bottom of the first. Classics with a 4-0 lead over the storm. We got a ball, a ball and two strikes. 
little bragging contest on who was better team for two and a half years on the side here. Next pitch is down low. Runner fakes going to third but does not go. We got a two and two count now. A lot of twos on the board. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Play Hacker at the bat here. There's a pitch. Uh, I believe she snagged it. Not sure if they called it out on the uh, catch or the throw to first. But either way, Play Hacker makes a third out of the inning. I don't think Deal, the, the base on pars, don't believe he's seen that very good. You could decide where she had it on the half, half in, half out. Yep. So the score after one inning of play is the Storm 0-1-0, Classics 0-0-4. I apologize, I got a lot of background music in between half innings here, but we'll get through it. Bear with us. So we head here to the uh, top of the second inning. Storm will be bringing up their four or five six hitters. The face Taylor Flory on the on the pitching rubber for the classics. First batter of this inning is the second baseman, number thirteen, Taylor Heckman. She was busy last half inning there with a lot of balls at second base. Well Storms I mean it's early in the game, but I think the Storms need to at least put something on the board this inning. I mean for me from a coaching point of view. I would feel comfortable if I could walk away with more than one run. If I only got one, I'd be a little worried. By the way, I think being ahead by four already. Taylor Flory, by the way, came into this game. She's a right-handed pitcher. She has 14 wins, no losses, and a 1.22 earned run average. Oh, nasty foul ball into the crowd there on the left side. First pitch to Taylor Heckman. That's the fastest I've ever seen a crowd move in softball right there. (laughs) Taylor's from uh, Utica, goes to Utica Junior High. She's a left-handed batter, batting 415 on the season. They had to stop. They got play, people out on the field, actually. They had to stop the game. People were uh, A lot of people were coming here, probably unaware that nothing more about the fireworks. They're not really here for the tournament. <laughs> All right, so they didn't know to stay on the outside of wide line. Second pitch to Taylor Heckman. Another nasty foul ball into the crowd. Well, wow, I think that was caught, though. Get a wow. souvenir. Got a souvenir to bar the side. Maybe that's a classic fan. He threw the ball back. <laughs> All right, we got an 0 2 count now on Taylor Heckman here. It's top of the second inning. Classics over the storm, 4 nothing. Storm up the bat. Next pitch a little outside. Pitcher tried to frame it, but uh, pitch was outside. Comes the next pitch. Another nasty foul ball. That one went over the crowd at least. So might have took out the hot dog vendor or something over there. I'm not sure. I tell you what, the crowd I think is actually bigger than it was last year, Jeff. There's a ton of people here. Yeah. How many people, Joni? I do. No. A couple thousand. 
Joe Horns, the uh, tournament director, just does a fantastic job uh, running this tournament along with the Orville Firefighters every year. Just one of the one of the best run tournaments. Fourteen teams from all around want to join us. Again, there were 96 teams this year. So there were 76 last year. There's a one up the middle, base hit for Taylor Heckman. It's actually the third hit for the Storm. What did they have in their batting order, Jeff? The, this is Megan Pence now up to, she's a six in the batting order. She's number 12. She's a center fielder. Megan is from uh, Mount Vernon, goes to Mount Vernon High School, right-handed batter, batting 424. First pitch to her, maybe a little up, a little outside, not sure, ball one. So we got, again, top of the second inning, Storm's got their leadoff batter on first base. Morgan Pence at the plate. Pitch was inside, we got a slow count now. Taylor Flory, again, on the pitching rubber for the Classics. Here's the next pitch to Megan Pence. Maybe a little up. Not sure on that one. 3 no count now. I'm sure the, uh, the Storm would like to have another base runner here, down four runs. If she's taken here, it's outside anyhow, Bob. Oh, no, it's a called straight. Look that side. I actually thought that was a ball all day. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that was a strike, but we'll give it to you, Greg. <laughs> Three and one. Count? I think the ump likes the outside corner, Ricky. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. We have an outstanding view here. We're like, you know, eight, eight or nine rows up right behind home plate. So full count now on Megan Pence here. There's a ground ball down between pitcher and first. Pitcher picks it up, underhand throw to first, gets her. Runner advances down to second. Yeah, it's kind of amazing in softball how sometimes you'll be watching a game and you'll see an umpire that's going to give you that strike on the inside a lot of times. In this case, it looks like this umpire, really not real big on the inside, but boy, you hit that outside, he's giving it to you all day long. Looks that way so far. Now batting for the Storm, the DP, number 24, Hannah Robinson. Hannah is from uh, Circleville, goes to Circleville High School. Right-handed batter. And one down the right field line. It drops in behind first base, between kind of between first, second, and the uh, right fielder there. Runner advances to third on the play. If you heard a loud boom there, that was some, some fireworks. Not a gunshot. Got runners on first and third now. One out for the storm, and now batting the third baseman, number 35, Scarlett Elliott. Got, got the runners on the corners. They have an opportunity to put one in here. Interesting to see if the uh, storm has sent her if, what, with a, with down by four runs. I'd I be honest, I don't think I would. Kind of shows bunt, but the pitch is high off the catcher's glove. She bounces down to second anyhow. I don't, know, I don't know. I think when you're behind, you don't want to risk getting an out throw out when you have bats. Yeah. I'm not definitely not going to do it on the first pitch, no matter right. what. Because they're going to be looking for that. 
Scarlett shows bunt on that one. The foul ball. Scarlett is uh, from Utica. Goes to Utica Junior High. Right-hander batting 421 on the season. She has one home run. Has walked 14 times. Scarlett has a one-and-one one count here with one out. Stormed down by four. Shows bunt again right on the line. And just foul. Her basement was right on it. And just... As soon as it went foul, an inch or so, she picked it up. Got one ball, two strike account on Scarlett Elliott of the Storm. Be interesting to see what Taylor serves up here as a pitch in this situation. Runners on third and second. Two strikes, one ball. I would look for some junk. It's a line drive to second baseman who snags it. Second out. Runners cannot advance. We've got. Again, runners at second and third, two down. The nine hitter now for the storm. Number four, Sav Bluebaugh, the left fielder. Sav is from Mount Vernon, goes to Mount Vernon High School. Right-handed batter here. Ground ball down the right side, foul. 0 and 1. Sure, the Storm would like to get these runs in, down by four. Second and third, two outs. Here's the pitch. Inside, one and one. Hey, another thing I want to make sure I do before I forget, I want to wish my daughter, Candace, a happy birthday. Ah, happy birthday, Candace. Candace joins us on the, uh, on the radio show every once in a while. Is her perspective as an ex-player. And as a coach of the Bad News Bears. <laughs> Those of you joining us, joining us to listen to this show, we do do a, a radio show every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock till around 9 or 9.30 Eastern Time. Ricky and I co-host the show. We also have, from time to time, we have some other hosts like Joe Abraham, the head coach at Hillsdale College, John Kelly, he wrote several books about kind of the mental side of softball. He's a travel and a high school coach from Southern California. Well, we actually occasionally have Lee on. Uh, Lee actually comes on board and does the uh, talks about girls that are playing at the collegiate level, where yes. they're playing at, and what kind of impact they have. That's a really nice segment we have on the show uh, during the college season. One to account here on Sab Blue Ball. Next pitch is outside, ball three. I'm sorry. The count was, uh, yeah, one ball and two strikes. So that actually evens the count at two and two. Two outs, two balls, two strikes. Runners on second and third here. There's a pitch, and that is fouled down the right side. Count remains two and two on Sab Blue Ball. Tater Flory again on the, on the pitching rubber for the Classics. Long look in here. Here's the next pitch to Sav. Another foul ball. Get it back by Sav. Waiting for her pitch, maybe. Foul off several pitches here. Hmm? Sav, blue ball. Ground ball over towards... 
Short stab. There's a throw. And dropped the first base. That, she might have beat that anyhow. That was going to be close. Uh, I'll tell you what. That, that, that girl was really fast. I'm telling you, you know, that, that, that has to feel good for the... I'm going to give her... ...to come up with the run. I'm going to give her an RBI and that base hit. Could go either way, probably, but... Uh, so now we got runners at the corners. Now, with her speed, I bet she's going to second. be interesting to see. I don't think... And we got the top of the order off, off Molly Trotman. Molly did single the first time up. Foul ball down the left side, over the crowd, out of play. Now the coach in the dugout is telling her something, and I think she wasn't paying attention, but I think she listened. I think he, she know, now understands what the coach wants her to do, the batter. He wants her to go. I think he wants runner first to go, maybe. There's a ground ball up the middle. Is that going to get through? Yes, it is a base set. And the run scores. Hannah Robinson scores from third on that play. You know what, Jeff? That might have been exactly what he was telling her to go for. It's just, you know, you got two outs, you might as well go for anything you get. That's probably why, because he stood and looked at the pit. Now batting for the Storm, who's cut the lead to 4-2. to two. The catcher, number two, Avery Adams. Avery grounded out, Avery grounded out to the pitcher, the, or sorry, the first base first time up. So after the Classies jumped on with four in the bottom of the first, the Storm have come back. They've got two runs, and they've got runners on first and second and two outs. Yeah, you know, I always like it. You know, you don't want to see a game get a runaway game. and You always like it, especially if you're Buckeyes. You want it to be a real competitive game. It looks like the Storms are here to play. Yes, they are. There's a nice well-hit ball. Oh, shortstop runs it down. Good, good, good play by Lauren. Routine infield fly, basically. So now the Classics are going to come up to bat. As we head to the bottom of the second, we've got the Classics 0-0 with four runs and Storm 0-1 with two. Classics coming to bat here in the bottom of the second. Classics batted around the first inning, so they'll start with the top of the order again here. Lauren Renner, who made that last play, will be the leadoff hitter for them. Just like, you know, I'm looking in the crowd, I'm looking to my right, I'm looking to my left, and I'll tell you, you got people eating pizza, french fries, and see Megan from Smith over there, she's eating some french fries right now, and uh, they got all kinds of food over here, I mean, can you imagine what they have in that midway over there? You know, I did not make it over there this time, Ricky, last last year when I was there, I, I know I spent a few dollars over there, there's some, some uh, great carnival food there. Yeah, I'm on a diet, and I'm trying to get strong, so I can't eat that stuff. But I may go over there next year, uh, you know, if I, hopefully if I get down to my mean fighting weight. My wife's trying to get me down there. I almost got down there last night. She made me move a TV set that was been sitting outside the backyard for two years. It was waterlogged. He decided Friday night it should be moved. And I moved it. Good husband. That's what good husband too. <laughs> All right, been waiting here for the catcher to get her gear on. And she's ready now. And the batter's coming to the plate here. Again, this is uh, one warm-up pitch. Maybe two. You know, also want everybody to know, but don't forget the 
go to the softball game forum there this Monday or Tuesday and write a review on this tournament. As many people that attend this tournament, I, I think this should be the most well-reviewed tournament there is. This is a great tournament, Ricky. I'm very biased here. I've been just here two years, but this is outstanding. We've been Boston blessed this weekend with great weather, so about 80 degrees and sunny all day today. Yeah, well, I, unfortunately, last weekend we got wiped out for our broadcasting in uh, up at uh, Buffalo, but uh, thank God the weather was nice all week. I'm sure Joe and his crew were really happy. Everybody else was facing rain, so here we go. It would not be a fun job running a 96-16 tournament with a lot of bad weather here. So, again, classics are not to bat. Lauren Renner, the shortstop. Lauren swings and misses at the first pitch from Sydney Stepp. And classics already with a 4-2 lead here as we head to the bottom of the second. Next pitch, I believe, that hit her. Did it hit her? No? Chance out of the way. I think it actually hit the dirt first, Jeff. I don't know. I thought the ball hit you. It was considered a walk, but I think it hit the dirt. I guess it doesn't matter. If it hits the dirt, it don't count. No, if it hits the dirt, it hits her. She still takes first base. Okay. But we got 1-1 one, one count here on now on Lauren Renner. Next pitch is a little high and outside. Ball two. Again, Lauren grounded out to the pitcher first time up. There's a foul ball down the left side. Again, Lawrence from Hilliard, Ohio. This is the Hilliard Bradley. Band 489. Anybody here wants some pizza? There's a guy right here beside me passing it out. So There's a ground, hard ground ball to short. Me waving my hand over here. Nice this throw. A pizza. And Lauren Renner is retired here. Good play by Sarah Motes there over at shortstop. Tell you what, that was pretty nice to see that happen for the Storms. That they struggled a little bit. How they seem like they're getting in their groove here now. Now banning for the classics, the left fielder, number 11, Brooklyn Witt. Brooklyn singled the first time up. I believe through the left side, if I remember right. First pitch is a little outside, ball one. Couldn't allow noise from Lee. Next pitch is up, ball two. I don't think you actually hear that though in the broadcast. So. No. Yeah, it seems like to me like if the voice is a little faint, you can't hardly really hear it. I definitely know this music is going to be in it all the time, but who doesn't like a little music? We've got a two and two count here on uh, Brooklyn Witt, the number two hitter. Yes, two and two count on Brooklyn. She's the number two hitter for the classics here. Ground ball back to the pitcher. Sydney Step throws over to first. Retired. All right. 
bring up the bat now for the Classics in the three-hole. The number nine, the catcher, Amaya Daniel. Well hit. Well hit. And that in the gap be. in right center field. That's deep. She's got at least two on this. Throws coming in from the outfield, and she holds with a double. I was actually surprised that they held her up. I figured they would have gave her. I'm just hoping that when people listen to the broadcast, that the music is out, is not in the background. Creating a lot of feedback issues. Actually, had about four or five people comment on. They can't hardly hear the show because of the music. I think they call that walk-up music. Yep, they do. I know the girls enjoy it. I keep waiting for Rasser to come walking down because they're playing walk-up music. Hall Kogan's not yeah. here. Lauren Ringheiser now up. Cleanup hitter for the Classics. We got a called strike there, so the count now is even at one and one. There's two outs here in the bottom of the second. Classics are up four to two. Lauren Ringheiser at the plate. Lauren singled her first time up. Looking to go two for two here. Nice, well hit ball into left field. He's going to get by field. the left fielder. That's going to score the run easily. Lawrence Dickey for second will be in the easily with a double. The back-to-back doubles for the Classics. They raised the lead to five to two. Maddie Foster now the DP, number 22, coming to plate for the Classics. Maddie singled her first time up and drove in a run. We've had back-to-back doubles by the Classics with two outs here to bring in the fifth run of the game. Raise the lead to 5-2. There's a ground ball back to the pitcher. Easy play for the pitcher over to first base. And the Classics are retired, but they did pick up a a, a fifth run here. Unfortunately, the Storms did walk away this inning unsaved. Um, I really thought it would have had the two outs. I thought they were going to lock this inning down, but... Well, they had to, you, if, you, if you got it now, you have to get You can score a run. Amaya and Lauren are their three, four hitters, too, so you got to suspect they're, they're the people they want up in that situation. So yeah. so after two innings, again, the Classics 0-5, the Storm 2. Some interesting information here. The uh, um, the, the Storm actually was the both the Dayton Metro champs. That's a large tournament, uh, ASA qualifier tournament. And Dayton here, I think the first weekend in June, they won that tournament, and uh, the Ohio Classics finished third. Uh, I believe last weekend was Laser Nation tournament, and uh, Storm 01 won that, and Classics finished third in that as well. Wow. Yeah, so, I noticed that the, the home plate on bar Greg and the first plate on bar Neil Roberts were having a discussion. Um, they're having a few words. I imagine they're probably debating who has the best-looking uniform right now. <laughs> that's why we call you the color man, Ricky. Oh, that's what they were probably doing. <laughs> I just thought they did fight about it. I think they were talking about what Carnival right enjoyed the best. I still think it was a uniform debate. <laughs> they're, both, they're both dressed in the beautiful light blue ASA and then beefy gray pants that always, that's what I always call them but they're looking pretty sharp and darker tonight leading off here for the storm in the top of the third inning is their is number one their first baseman Hope Straight Hope uh, popped up to 
to the uh, first baseman first time up. Count evens at one and one. Yeah, just uh, if you're out there and you're a young coach and just getting started in softball and you want to come and take a look at a tournament just to see. Well, struck ball there, but right at the second baseman. Quick throw over to first base and one up, one down. For the anyway, storm here. Like what I saying. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Now coming to bat for the Storm 01 is number 23, Sarah Motes, their, short, their shortstop. Sarah Single, um, in the first inning, the runner tried to score from – there was an infield single the first time up. runner tried to score from second but was thrown out of the plate. So first pitch to her is a, is a high ball one. Sarah Guinness from Circleville, 404 batting average. We got one out, top of the third. Storm down five to two. There's a base hit. I'm sorry. Ground ball over to second base. She dives into first base, but she's out. Taylor Heckman now coming to bat for the Storm, number 13, their second baseman. Taylor singled and scored her first time up in the second inning. Well, what I was saying real quick, if I was a new coach and coaching, I think I would bring my girls here just to watch them play, my younger girls. Oh, yeah. I mean, this here event, you'd have this stuff, you know, as a coach, you would get to experience what softball can, can be just by being here to watch this one game. Plus, you get to watch forwards for free. That's right. The first pitch to uh, Taylor Heckman was a foul ball into the crowd on the left side, so we got a strike one count. Again, two outs, top of the third. Storm batting down five to two. Taylor Flory on the mound. There's a ground ball back to Taylor. Hard ground ball, but she snags it, goes over to first. Three up, three down. That was the fastest uh, half inning I've ever seen so far. Actually, this is the fastest half whole inning. That was actually relatively quick for that inning. So we're going to – the Classics will be coming up to bat here in the bottom of the third. I want to just mention, Ricky, uh, before the game we had a little presentation. You were actually on the field, as was uh, Megan McKeo and Kate Kelm of the Valley Extreme Organization. Megan and her mom, parents started an organization called Stay in Softball uh, that really does a lot to help girls to stay in the game, get into the game, learn the game. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't otherwise be financially able to or maybe for health – family health reasons, et cetera. And uh, it's a terrible organization started up, again, by Megan. Megan actually played in this tournament uh, for the Valley Extreme team. There's a very supportive of it, but uh, uh, they were out in the field. Ricky uh, made a very generous uh, contribution from the softball zone. Um, and uh, great organization. So if you want to know how you can help, please look at their website, stayinsoftball.com. Right, this is the first chance I actually got to meet Megan, and I tell you, I think Megan's a wonderful kid. I, nice young lady. Yeah. I met her originally. My daughter was actually uh, uh, did some pitching lessons for her. She did not, she's not a pitcher now. Um, started, she's uh, actually a pretty good hitter, though. 
All right, now at the bat is the classics, Meredith Thomas. She's her third baseman, number 10. First pitch is a called strike. And once again, I just want to apologize to our listening audience. I, I do know that the music is causing a lot of problems. That looked like she about went with it, but she didn't break. One, one count here. That, middle. How does that rule work, Jeff? On the, is it you break your wrist, right, when you're swinging? Yeah, it's kind of a – break a wrist is kind of one way people look at it. It's kind of, you know, if the bat kind of went through the zone, I right. guess the best way to describe it. Judgment call, you know, often would be appealed, you know, in this case uh, with a right-handed batter by right the first base umpire. But got two and one count here. Outside pitch, there's an appeal, and it's called a strike. I, I thought she did go around through there. Yeah, I was kind of questioning the one time. I, I, I thought she did a good job holding back, but it would have been a close call, I would have thought. So we got a 2-2 count here on Meredith Thomas. Nobody out. Bottom, uh, bottom of the third, there's a foul tip back into the screen. Ricky and I have great vantage points here. Again, we've got a, there's actually a little uh, press box about 8, 10 rows up right behind home plate. So outstanding view. Got a carnival in the background. We've got a couple thousand fans here waiting for fireworks after the game. There's a ground ball down to first, and she picks it up cleanly. That was uh, straight. Hope Straight. So. I tell you, Hope Straight's actually made some pretty nice plays over here for first baseman. She actually had to do a split on one of the plays yeah. earlier today. She's doing a fantastic job out there. Now batting is Kennedy Kashmiri, the second baseman, number 12. Kennedy uh, actually got on the first inning, but it was by that fielder's choice. First pitch looked like a changeup. Nice pitch. Strike one. Kennedy Guinness from Powell, Ohio, goes to own Tangy Liberty High School. 354 batting average, 3.96 GPA. Next pitch is inside, ball one. Got one one count here on Kennedy Kashmiri. One out, bottom of the third. Classics already up five to two. Up to bat. That is going to be right. Oh, just over the fence. Great try by Hope Straight there at first base. Trying to reach over the fence to catch it. I think she was within about a six inches of it, I think. I mean, wouldn't that be, even if she caught it, it wouldn't matter because that would be considered out of play? No, that, no that's, that would be an out if she caught it. As long as it didn't hit the fence. Okay. She could hit the fence, but the ball can't hit the fence. Okay. That would have been it. She made a nice attempt. One and two count here now on the batter. And that's ball. one of the reasons I brought up the fact that I think if I was a young coach and had a young team and I was just starting in ball, softball, I would probably bring the kids, if I could, here to just let them experience this, you know, what it could be. Nope. Next pitch is inside. Almost hit her ball three. Full count now to Kennedy Kashmiri. We've got one out. Classics up to bat. Kennedy Kashmiri. Got Ali Edi in the on deck circle here. Next pitch is up, and Kennedy gets herself a walk. Ali Edi now coming to bat. Center fielder, number two. Allie blocked actually the first time up. (laughs) 
Inside pitch for call for a strike one. One down, bottom of the third. There's a ball back to the pitcher. She goes to the shortstop, covering two. The Tritons for a double play. Great stretch by Hope Straight, but uh, too late. So again, the pitcher through to the shortstop, covering second base for the, for the second out of the inning. And Eliedi now on first base on the fielder's choice. Brings up Blay Hacker. Blay's number, scores number seven for the, for the Classics. She's a right fielder. Grounded out the second baseman, first time up. Two down for the Classics here. Bottom of the third. 5-2 lead. The pitch, another foul ball. Also down the right side. We've got an, quickly an 0-2 count here on Blay Hacker. Play again from Epperson Dusky, 4.0 GPA, 378 batting average. He's also one of the pitchers for the uh, for the Storm. It's a swing, a strike three. Throw down to first base. It was, the ball was down in the dirt, and the catcher throws down to first base and retires, sir. Yeah, one of the things I was talking to, I've got a couple of coaches here beside me um, that actually are members of the forum. We were just talking about the fact that they're using a three-man crew. I was wondering if it's pretty standard for tournaments to use a three-man crew in championship games. They said more standard is NEC two and not three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a lot of tournaments that only have one umpire, of course. Uh, not usually, for not, game, not usually right? for championship games. But, yeah, right. three is definitely a very nice uh, luxury to have here. The fire, firefighters here in Oroville and, and Joe Horn just do an outstanding job of this tournament. Very well, he's one of the top-rated tournaments in the state. That's why... That's why he can keep growing it from 76 teams last year to 96 teams this year. And I know it filled up early, and he had a waiting list. Yeah, and I imagine, uh, you know, with what they would like to do, I imagine you might see this term even grow some more. That's fine with me. I would rather come back and broadcast a championship game where there was 100 and something teams. The more, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your earlier point, Ricky, about bringing a young team here and watching this level of play, this is really outstanding level. I mean, you, you, know, you don't get this far in a 96-team tournament. You don't get down to the finals without having a very well-rounded you know, team, good hitting, good pitching, good defense. And we're certainly seeing some great defensive plays already in this game. Megan yeah. Pence coming up. Megan Pence leading off the top of the fourth for the Storm. Megan is their center fielder. Grounded out to pitcher first time. It's a line drive. The second nice snag there. Nice snag by Taylor. Kennedy oh, Cashmere. Yeah. So one one pitch, one out here for the storm in the top of the fourth. Hannah Robinson, their DP now coming up the bat. Yeah, I can imagine the young girls watching and like, I can't do that. <laughs> I think Hannah singled her first time up. Then she came around to score. First pitch to her is a ball. And again is a DP out of Circleville. A 450 batting average. Pitch was close, but called ball two. I see the storm. I will talk about this in between innings, but they have went to a new hairstyle, head, uh, 
Shoots out hats down there. Ground ball right down to first base. Easy play for the first baseman. In fact, I honestly think I can say when we talk about this, it's the first time I've seen these new softball style hats. Now coming up to bat for the storm here in the top of the fourth, Scarlett Elliott, the third baseman. Scarlett lined out to the second baseman the first time up. First pitch to her is inside, ball one. Okay, I know the listening audience really wants to know what they're wearing. They're wearing, like, umbrellas on their heads. <laughs> no, and I do not know where they bought them. Oh, a little fireworks here. Ball two. That was not a struck ball. That was that was fireworks. Storm does where they wear white uniforms with green green lettering, green helmets, classics, wear uh, purple tops with uh, black black pants. Got a three and zero count here now. Two out to Scarlett Elliott. And that pitch is outside, ball four. She walks on four pitches. Well, when the classic was up there, two outs, maybe was able to figure out a way to get a run. Maybe the Storm's plan on doing the same thing. I mean, honestly, they're wearing an umbrella hat. They should get a run. <laughs> Looks like we're getting a pinch hitter here. Any knifling. Who's from Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon High School? Is pinch hitting for Seth. Seth actually got on with a base hit. She was a real quick girl that went down to play at first base. Yeah. But uh, again, pinch hitting is Annie Knight, I believe it's Knightling, Mount Vernon High School. Right handed batter, 273 batting average. We get two outs, runner on first for the storm here. Top of the fourth, down five to two. And a flurry on the rubber for the classics. It's a ground ball back to Taylor. Easy play for her over to first base. And so I think that was a good decision by the coach to put her in because he, he did put the ball in play. I'm sure that's what they wanted. Let's see if uh, Annie stays in the, or if or they re-entered. Actually, have re-entered. Sav re-enters back in left field here. And they gave him a fast pitch softball at the, uh, other than the college level, you can, uh, every player can be sub for and re-enter once. Get the re-entry? Yep. She re-entered. Yes. Yeah. Communicating with you, I have a PA announcer here as well, announcing the game to the crowd of about 2,000 people here. So Easy 2,000. Some of you have never been here, maybe maybe think we're exaggerating, and I'm not saying we never exaggerate, but there might be more than 2,000 people here, Ricky. Yeah, but I think we well, do that. Right? When I thought when Joe showed it to me, I thought that's what he was showing me. Probably on the grounds there are anyhow. They may not all be watching the game, but there's a got a carnival festival going on here July fourth. Uh, 
Going to the, uh, the bottom of the fourth here. The Classies will be coming to bat up 5-2 to two already at the top of the order. Again, this will be the third time the top of the order has led off the inning. Lauren Renner. Lauren's uh, grounded out the pitcher, grounded out the shortstop. I'm guessing she's about due, Ricky. You know she's at the top of the order for a reason, so. Yeah. She looks like she's pretty fast to me. First pitch to her is inside, ball one. Sydney Stepp had a rough first inning for the uh, Storm, but she's held on now and held the classics in check the last next, second and the third innings. Next pitch, there's a call at strike one. And we got one and one count here on Lauren Renner. Sydney Stepp goes into her motion. Well hit ball towards center field. Center fielder moves over to right field and makes a nice catch on it. Good play by Megan Pence out there in center field, Ricky. Yep, that was a nice. She had to wait for it. Got, she moved and got underneath the ball and made a nice play. Now coming to bat for the Classics, lefty Brooklyn Witt. Brooklyn is one for two. Singled in the first and scored. Grounded out to the pitcher in the second. Here in the bottom of the fourth, Classics up five to two. Up to bat here, one down. First pitch to her was on the inside corner, called strike one. And Brooklyn is a left-handed batter here. She's from Mount Gilead, Carnington Lincoln High School. A little bit of a changeup, I would say there. Played by the shortstop. Great stretch by him straight. And got her. I told you. Play. I told you that, girl. That was, I just made a comment about her the last time. That, man, she can stretch it off and get that ball. Outstanding. Outstanding. She's a really nice defense here. Now coming up to bat is Amaya Daniel, the number three hitter for the Classics. Amaya has a single and a double. Scored two runs. We know why she's batting third here. First pitch to her is a ball. Just a little low. Amaya's getting from Delaware High School. Delaware, Ohio. Hayes High School. Second pitch to her is ball two. Inside. Amaya came into this with a 588 batting average. Is that all? <laughs> and she's two for two, so it's higher now. Next pitch is ball three. Might be working a certain location to her. I don't want her to get a hold of one here. Next pitch over the middle, strike. Three balls and a strike. Looks like she was taken all the way, Ricky. Yep. Yeah, Amaya's already scored two runs in this game with two hits. Sydney doing a good outstanding job on the mound this inning, too. Pitching. We'll have a, a, a player of the week on the softball zone radio show this Tuesday. Amaya's uh, 
a leading candidate here with two two good hits, two runs already scored. So, well, it's a lot nicer when you can actually be there to pick one. Yep. The ground ball down to second base, and nice play there by Taylor Heckman over to Hope Straight. Three up, three down for the Classics. Now, you know, the nice thing is, I think about this tournament too, Jeff, um, and I know we're just giving this tournament high fives and high fives, is the fact that the girls are actually getting to play a championship game at night. They usually end up playing a championship game in the grueling heat Sunday afternoon before the sun's down. And I know I witnessed girls playing that late, and it's really hard on them. And they get to play at night under the lights and all that. Just You just can't say, you know, how special that's got to be. Oh, yeah. My daughter always loved to play under the lights. They got the, they had the great introduction before the the game. Yeah. First class job all the way here in Orville. Even if you never, you know, even if you're not a, uh, you know, don't have a reason to be here, a daughter or something, you should. I really encourage you. If you enjoy softball and if you enjoy, you know, festivals and big crowds, this is a great place to come to. Right. Everybody in the broadcast, everybody in the broadcasting booth is standing up because Joe Horn has a man you put padding on the the wood here. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, that's a request I wanted next year. Padded fences. He says something about air. Right. I thought he said air conditioning next year. Yeah, my well, Joe was really talking a lot of smack if he came up with AC. It's a nice drink, Joe. It's a nice drink. Ricky, make sure you get a picture of this. Post it. Do we post it on the? Uh, I know you posted one, I think, last year, but that was before the crash and that. So, well, right now, um, you know, I won't be able to post a picture until or take a picture until after we're done. It's just get the, get the crowd though and everything, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's a great game too. Yes, it is. And we got the top of the order now coming up for the storm here. Top of the fifth, Molly Troutman is up. Molly has reached both times. She's been up. Has not scored yet. Two singles. Single in the first, single in the second. She's number 21. She's a left-handed batter for the storm. There's a little pop flop, and the shortstop runs over, catches it near second base. Look. That's Lauren. She's come up with some great plays in this game today. Number eight. She's out there dancing around, moving around. She looks like she's having a good time. Avery Adams now. She's from Zanesville. That's down in your neck of the woods, right, Ricky? Yeah, it is. There's actually the classic the classic program. Uh, I actually had a couple of their pictures actually played in the 2009 World Series uh, that we held in Chillicothe. Uh, both their pitchers actually were uh, played on two different teams. They they actually played in the youth league still when they were ten and under, mm-hmm. and uh, they went ahead and they went back to their respective youth leagues to go to the World Series and play. And believe it or not, it was the classic uh, pitchers that battled it out for a championship game. Xavier oh. uh, Adams a little pop over to third base and caught by Meredith Thomas over there. Actually, Maysville won that 2009 World Series championship game. First baseman, home straight. We've talked about making several nice plays over first base. Is now up to bat here for the Storm. 
She's 0 for 2 at the plate, but she's done a great job in the field. There's a nice, oh, man. Smoked the ball over to short. Shortstop went towards third base and made the play. Outstanding play by Lauren Renner there. I don't know where she's going to end up at college, but I imagine we'll get to follow her on a very long career. That Lauren, man, she's something special out there. There's a lot of special ladies out here playing, everybody, but that girl seems like she's the target right now. Yeah. Getting a lot of balls hit in her direction. You know, one thing I do going to have to do is for next year, going to have to put in a request for Jerry to kill the music. I mean, I understand the music, but I think you could just kill like one of the speakers that's coming down our way. Yeah. We wouldn't have the feedback. We'll have to listen later in the afterwards. Rick and Dale will be listening to the show, and you know, we'll see how that how much noise you're getting. But it's it's noisy here. Yeah, you know, I'll be on my way back home, and I'll be listening to the show. It'll be interesting because a lot of times you and me hear a lot of feedback when we're doing the broadcasting, and then when we listen to the show, we're like, where was all the feedback we heard? It's not there. I'm hoping that's what happens this time around. Ricky, those downloads, I know you know you can listen live, obviously, on TalkShoe.com. In terms of the uh, listening to a download, how that's like, what, 15 minutes or so after a show that's usually available? or It depends on how long the show goes. Usually if the show's an hour, it's within 15 minutes, but the show's are an hour and a half or longer. Usually my take point twenty five minutes. So okay. You should be able to download the podcast. By the time you get home, you should be able to download the podcast. And we I know that a lot of people will probably do it listen that way. We have a lot of actual podcasters, I call them podcasters, that listen to our show on a regular basis. We have eighty eight regular listeners that listen every week to our show, which for actually everyone thinks that's not a lot of people, but for as long as the show's been on you know, that's actually a pretty good following. Because believe me, if I didn't think we had a good following, I probably would be doing it. Right. Oh, that we enjoy it, though, too. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I've actually really enjoyed the relationship you and me have, you know, just because of being involved with softball. At the bottom of the fifth now, the Classic's up to bat at 5-2. to two. We got Lauren Ringheiser, who's actually 2-2 two for two in the game. And there's a well-hit ball. Wait, deep left field. It's down the line. It's going to be extra bases. She's digging for two. She'll be in there easily with a double. That's her third hit of the game, second double of the game. So, again, Lauren Ringheiser, another candidate for MVP there, three for three. Maddie Foster not coming up to bat. Maddie is one for two on the day. Base hit, scored a run, knocked in a run, and she grounded back to the pitcher. Classics up 5-2 to two already, bottom of the fifth. Nobody out. Runner on second base. First pitch to Maddie Foster is inside, ball one. I don't know, Jeff. In this situation, you got no outs. Your bats have been pretty hot for you. Would you be fine just moving on the hit from the runner second? Yeah. I see getting a pretty large lead yeah. out there, too. You know, with nobody out, I think I'd want to make sure the ball gets through if it's on the left side. If it's on the right side, no doubt she's going to go. Right. I'm sure that's what she's been told. It's a foul ball down the left side. We got a quickly. We got a one and two count here on Maddie Foster. Maddie is from uh, another one from Zanesville, Ohio, and she went to she goes to Maysville High School. There's a ball. 
Two balls, two strikes. Count is even now to Maddie Foster. No outs. Bottom of the fifth. Runner on second. Next pitch, little soft fly ball over to the shortstop. She catches it. Almost, almost caught the runner on second going back, but uh, she returns safely. Meredith Sarah Thomas Mote. is a shortstop on the Storm team. Sarah Mote. So Meredith Thomas now batting. She's one for two in the game. Single in the first, grounded to short in the third. She's a third baseman for the Classics. Her base hit in the uh, first inning drove in two runs. Coach is coming out to talk to the... This will be the second trip he's made to the mound this game. Do you ever have a rule, Jeff, on how many times the coach can actually go to the mound and talk to the pitcher? Or? You do? Yes, there is. And I apologize. I... After all the different, listen, they're running this tournament under ASA rules, and I know it can vary a little bit. Um, I know a second, three trips, third trip she comes out. I just got a signal in front of me here. Thank you. Thank you, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so they're close to, they, they probably played against them classic teams quite a few times because they're all from the same place. Well, In that same neck of the woods. Conference is over now. So, 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 coach can get him mound three times. After he goes three times, he has to pull his pitcher Picks her out. Yeah. Now, can he re? Can he actually re-enter the the pitcher? You can re-enter her. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Everybody can re-enter once. Okay. Of course, she could even stay in a in a batting lineup, potentially, depending if they substitute somebody else. But she can re-enter regardless. Yeah. First pitch, ground ball up the middle. Runner went back, temporarily went back to second, but she's going to score anyhow. That ball got by the center fielder, and that's going to be a double for Meredith Thomas. Lauren Ringheiser scores on that. That's uh, Meredith Thomas's third RBI of the game. Now coming up is Kennedy Kashmiri. Kennedy reached out a fielder's choice in the first. And she walked in the third. Classics now take a six to two lead here in the bottom of the fifth. There's one out, a runner on second base. Well hit ball up the middle again, and probably gonna score another run. Here comes a throw. No, no. Nice throw. Cut off by the pitcher. Uh so the runner had a hold at third. Meanwhile, the batter ended up at second base. So we'll give her a base hit. Advancing to second. I throw. think we're going to see a pitcher change. But nice. Sydney's done a very good job pitching. I mean, she's been in the hole a couple times and dug herself out. But the coaches decided to make a pitching change. So coming in to pitch, coming in to pitch is uh, Hannah Robinson. Hannah actually, believe was a, the DP. Kind of checking the line up here. Yeah, Hannah was the DP. She's coming to pitch now for a six-step. Now, what's the DP mean, Jeff? So, DP is a designated player. <laughs> designated player is uh, kind of like a designated hitter, very similar to, you know, 
American League Baseball, where you, um, they get bad for anybody in the lineup. The other person is a flex. Those two people are joined at the hip, so to speak, in the, in the batting. They can only bat in that one spot in the order. Um, the, the flex should actually bat for the GP, take the DP out of the game. But um, Sometimes I think that's like one of the most – I think for newer coaches, I think that's one of the misunderstood rules. That and the infield fly rule, I think, is you know, a couple of the – they're confusing. It can be for sure. <laughs> so again, just to recap here, we've got Hannah Robinson coming in to pitch here now. With one out in the bottom of the fifth. Got runners on second and third and one out. Allie Edie batting for the classics. Yeah, but is that her name? Hannah? Hannah Robinson. Oh, Robinson. She's got a swing and a miss, strike one on Allie Edie. Close enough. Ooh. Oh, that, I think oh, that, that, that bounced in the, in the hitter. So hit by pitch there. Loads the bases. Keep in mind here again, folks, that this uh, these teams, this is the, the sixth game of the day for the Storm and the fifth game of the day for the Classic. So most teams have, a, like, three pitchers. It looks like both of these teams have three pitchers. So you divide five or six games by three pitchers. These girls have all pitched a lot today. So That's a lot of games to play in one day, but... In this format, that's you do that a lot of times. Yep. In a tournament. Now some of the games don't go seven innings. There's a run rule. I'm sorry, not a run rule. A well, there is a run rule, but there's a, a time limit. And in, in the earlier games, this game does does not have a time limit on it. They'll play a full seven innings unless there unless there is a run rule. First pitch to Blake Hacker was a called strike. Second one is a ball, so the count evens at one and one. So run rule, that's the same thing. Like some people call it a mercy rule. Right. I don't think you're going to see that happen in this game. I don't. I don't think so. We've got bases loaded, one out for the classics. Already up six to two. Looks like a nice changeup, maybe. That was a nice pitch. Got strike two now. One ball, two strikes on the batter, Blay Hacker. Hannah Robinson just came in to pitch here. This is her second batter. She hit uh, Eliedi. Now facing Blay. This is a foul ball. Blay. Fights it off. Ball down in the dirt. Ground ball. Foul. Count remains one and two to Blay Hacker. Top of the order will be coming up next for the Classics. Lauren Renner will be coming back up for the fourth time in the game here. She's in the on-deck circle. Pitcher sets up a little outside here. Let's see where the pitch is. Another foul ball down the right side. Boy, Hacker doing a good job spoiling a couple of uh, pitches that weren't to her liking. 
That remains one and two. The pitch that's done in the dirt. Here comes the runner to third. And she scores. Pitcher puts it to pitcher covering. Apparently slid underneath there, so we'll call that a wild pitch. All the runners advanced. Count goes to two and two now. And the classics lead goes to seven two. Play Hacker remains at the plate here. Two two, one out. Now runners on second and third. And there's a nice pitch. Strike three. You know, can you imagine, Jeff, how many people that's here that's not even involved in softball? And I keep looking down at the different people sitting here. I know there's a lot of softball people here, but it's really interesting just to see how many people are really paying attention to the game. Yeah, they are. They're enjoying it, as we are. First pitch to Lauren Renner is a swing, swing and a miss, strike one. We've got now two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Classics up seven to two. Runners on second and third, top of the order. Lauren Renner up to the plate. Called strike on the outside. Count even. Count goes to 0-2. Lauren hit a nice shot in the center field last inning, but it was run down by the center fielder. There's a foul ball. Megan Pence ran that one. Ran that one down last inning. Lawrence made some great plays in the field here at shortstop for the Classics. Comes the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. So the Classics scored two runs. So you're kind of recap here. The Classics scored uh, four runs in the bottom of the first to take a 4 nothing lead. Storm came back at the top of the second with two runs, cut the deficit to four to two. Classics got one back in the bottom of the second to take it back to five two. And both teams have been scoreless now here until the Classics just scored two runs in the bottom of the fifth to increase their lead to seven to two. And I did talk to a few coaches here when I was walking around and got to talk to a few coaches. I actually ran into quite a few coaches that uh, they'll have the opportunity to return this next year to come play here. But they said the next year they're actually going to Colorado. No. There are some big tournaments on in Colorado this weekend. Uh, firecracker, Sparkler, you know, Independence Day tournaments. Um, That's actually where Joe, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Abraham, Abraham. On our show, yeah, he's out there scouting. You don't see quite as many co- coaches at this because of this, because of the Colorado thing. But uh, believe me, if they were, if they weren't out there, they'd be here this weekend because there's some fine-looking players coming up here. I guarantee you, there's going to be players from both of these teams, Ricky, that'll be playing D1 college ball in four oh. years. Yep, five years, whatever. There's no doubt, unless they get boyfriends. <laughs> Sometimes that causes problems. But. All right, we got Sarah Motes now up here in the top of the six for the storm. Sarah's one for two on the on the evening here. Sarah plays shortstop for them. She's from Circleville, Circleville High School. 
Well hit ball. Center field, but right at the center fielder. She lines up the center field. One up, one down. You know, Jeff, I'm going to have to hand it to you. You know, we just started broadcasting as a team just about a year ago. I'm telling you, I'm really impressed. You're becoming a one fine broadcaster. And I just well, want to make sure to let everybody know that he's not, you know, I'm not going to release him on a contract. Or <laughs> well, thanks, Ricky. It's a great opportunity. It's like a it's kind of a bucket list kind of thing for me. So we got uh, Taylor Hickman out to bat. She's one for two in the day. First pitch to her on the outside corner is called strike one. Got one out here, top of the six. Classics up over the storm, seven to two. Storm up the bat. There's one through the right side. And a base hit. It gets fired. That's going to be a few extra bases there. She's rounding second, headed to third. Ball comes into the infield. That's really the first error I think I've seen this game. Clean yeah. base hit. Well, I will say one thing for sure. You know, the grass has got to be a little damper now than what it was. Yeah. So. yeah, this time of evening. So the classic with one out gets a run. They've actually had two well-hit balls. That first ball was hit to the center fielder. So maybe they're starting to get a, into Taylor Flory here a little bit. We've got a runner on third now, one out for the storm. I want to say the Storms are going to have no choice to get their bats working. Uh, we're almost to the seventh inning, so we're in the sixth inning. It's now seven to two, so the Storms better get something going for them. Megan Pence up to bat. She's over two. She's grounded out to the pitcher, lined out to second base. She hits another ground ball to second base. That will score the run. So she'll get an RBI on the play. Four three if you're scoring at home. Taylor Heckman scores the run. Yeah, and that's pretty routine when you're up by five runs to go ahead and take the score out and give them the run at home just for our listening audience. Okay, now interestingly now, Sydney Stepp is batting. Ooh. Oh, so Sydney, who was the pitcher in the flex, was replaced by the DP, Hannah Robinson, in the pitching mound. I think we're going to be seeing a change in the batters here. So, anyhow, Sydney stepped and oh, was sorry. hit by a pitch. Putting in number 25 as the base runner. So, Haley Robinson now coming in to, to run for Sydney Stepp, who was batting for Hannah Robinson. Sydney, again, was the starting. She's the one who just got hit by the pitch. She was the starting pitcher. Had been in a flex position. Hannah Robinson was a DP. Came in to pitch. Of who let the dogs out here is a walk up song for Scarlett Elliott, the third baseman here, number 35. So we've got a runner up first. 
for the Storm. Down seven to three. Haley Robinson, I assume, is the sister of Hannah Robinson. She also is Circleville High School. She again came into pinch run for Sydney Stubb. Got two and zero count on uh, Scarlett Elliott. One run in for the Storm. There's a called strike. Count evens. I'm sorry. Two and one. Is that right? Must be. Yeah, two and one. Let's track out a count there for a second. There's a ground ball through the left side, into left field, a base hit for Scarlett Elliott. And now we've got runners on first and second. Now, even though we do have a very big crowd here this game, I will have to give them a zero for doing a wave. They did the most <laughs> ugliest wave I've ever seen. We don't need people standing up giving them a wave in front of us anyhow, Ricky. I would say the glory people wave <laughs> this. They raise, they wave with their hands. All right, who we got batting here? Savannah, is Savannah back there? Is it? Yep, Savannah Bluebaugh, who had been pinch hit for last inning. She's back in there. She actually singled back in the second inning and, and drove in a run. So, again, just to recap now, we've got runners on first and second, two outs, a 1-0 and count on Sab Bluebaugh. Ball's outside, ball two. The Storms are looking at a great opportunity here if they can – I think if they get a nice little hit to outfield here, they might get a... They got the top of the order coming up next as well. The call ball. We got a 3-0 count. I guess I'm going to guess she's taken here. Batting from the nine hole. I know she's got great speed. She, she really legged out a nice base hit, making a second. There's a called strike. Three and one. I guess she's got the green light now. Yeah. A lot of cheering coming from the storm crowd here. There's a called strike. So we got a full count now. There's two outs. The runners will be moving. Big pitch coming right here, Ricky. You know, this is a. He's going to probably be one of the more important pitches in this whole game right here. It's a base hit. Or, I'm sorry, ground ball over to short. There's a throw. It's down in the dirt. Here comes the runner throughout the plate. It's wild. Oh, they're going to advance everybody. Runners are going to end up in second and third. Wow. Speed kills, Ricky. Yes, sir. That girl was fast. I'm going to call that an error, but, but her speed is really what, what caused that. I'll be honest. I don't even think they would have had her. I think she was well there. Uh, the coach for the Storm is talking to the, to the base runners right now and hitters. I'm sure they're trying to figure out some way to score at least one more run. Like I said, in the game of fast pitch, you don't have to score a bunch of runs every inning, but you want to. If you get behind, you want to score a run. You like every inning, you want to try to score one. That was always my theory. Can make a change or not? I didn't see. A little conference by the classics. 
We've got the top of the order up here now, Molly Troutman. We've got runners at second and third. The Storm has closed the gap to seven to four. It's a big-time opportunity for the Storm to, to make a big play and a big rally to come back get in this thing. Base, their ground ball back to the pitcher. Throw over to first. Quickly retired. Three outs, but the Storm does score two to cut the gap to seven to four. Okay, we're heading to the bottom of the sixth here, so the Storm only has one more chance to score three runs. And I would make a tie, of course, at seven to four. I tell you what, I think I think the score can do that. I from what I'm seeing, I think they can score the run. They got their two, three, four hitters coming up next inning too, so yep, it's gonna be real key in their offense when they come back up. I was just kind of keeping my eye on that number four, trying to see where she went because she's so fast on the storm defense, that blue ball girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's an outfielder. And her speed has been really important to them this game. And she got pinch hit for the one. You like that in the nine hole. You like to have some speed. You know, you know if they're not necessarily your – your 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 best hitter down there, but if they've got speed, that's that's you know combine that with the top of the order, the good hitters and speed, they can score a lot of runs for you. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of coaches will take speed all day long. Absolutely, love coaching speed. All right, we got Brooklyn Witt here now, leading off for the Classics in the bottom of the sixth. They've got a seven to four lead. Just have to hold the uh, the Storm one more inning here. You know, the Storm 01 is a 13-and-under team. This is a 14-and-under tournament. There are quite a few teams, uh, younger teams, that were in this tournament. Um, we got Lee Piles, Laser Green team. They're a 13-and-under team. There's actually a Lasers White team here that was a 12-and-under team. Yeah, and I think Lee played last year as a 12-and-under when he played here last year. He was yeah, that's right. Team. You're right, he did. The foul ball down the left-hand side. We got an 0-2 count here on Brooklyn Witt. Brooklyn is one for three in the day. Single in the first and scored. Grounded out to the pitcher in the second and grounded out to short in the fourth. So she's up for the fourth time today. That's in the two-hole. Where's number 11 for the Classics? The pitch on the outside. Fouled down the left side into the crowd. Could you imagine, like, they have so many teams in this, and just think about this, you could actually have a coaching career of 10 years and never break the top 16 here. Yeah. I mean, what's the amount of teams that they have in here? Outside pitch down in the dirt. Well, I'm saying a 10-year coaching career, because if you started playing in this tournament when you were 8 and under, right, you know, by the time they were all 14 under, right, you – you would be done. So you can go through twice. That's ten years. Another outside pitch. This little pitch is pretty far outside here. Count evens at two and two. Hmm. 
You got us some citronella candles here in the uh, keep out the mosquitoes. So another outside pitch. Yeah, I haven't really noticed many bugs this year. Last year we had a lot of gnats and bugs up here, but this year might be the yeah. candles. I, I really never thought them candles worked, but I guess they do. So we got a full count now here, this Brooklyn Wit here. And that's outside. Four straight outside pitches after an own two count. Unfortunately, Storm doesn't really have any rooms to be putting people on bases. So, I mean, they have to pretty much shut this team down right away. Anna Robinson is pitching for the Storm. Came in with a 2.20 earned run average. Now that Hope Straight that plays first base, she's also a pitcher. Oh. He's her other third pitcher. I shouldn't say third. It's fifth. All right, we got a foul ball, strike one here on Amaya Daniel. Amaya singled and scored in the first, doubled and scored in the second, rounded out the second in the fourth. It's her fourth plate appearance. All in one count here. Got a runner on first, nobody out. Pitches down low, ball two. How's your eye holding up, Jeff? I know Jeff's been battling some eyes pops here for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I had a procedure this week, uh, a slight tear in my retina, so it's, it's bothering me here. There's a bunt. I haven't seen too many bunt attempts today. Pitcher picks it up, throws over to first. A little surprised there. But I, well, I guess that makes sense. Trying to pick I mean, up one more run here. That's what I think they're doing. I think they bunt the mover as a sacrifice. I think they're just they're just going to try to mover. And be, I don't know how these other girls have done batting that's coming up, but maybe they got one of their big you know big smashers coming up. Figure if they can get a move, they got a chance to score a run. Well, they do because it's Lauren Ringheiser, and she has singled and doubled singled once and doubled twice. First pitch to her is a strike. And some people said I didn't learn anything when I coached. <laughs> Second pitch is down low. Got by the catcher. That's an oops right there. That's, uh, that's absolute. We've got a runner on third now with one out. Now, it'll be interesting to see if we have the coach change his call here. Go directly to a bunt right away. I would. Would you? That's what I would do. I'd probably be bent. I think she's going to be hitting away here. She's three for three. It's a little ground ball down to first. First baseman tried to. Oh, interesting play here. I think the kid should be out because he, he, he jumped out of the path. I don't know. It was a, a very high bouncing ground ball to the first baseman. First baseman picked it up, tried to swipe at her. She kind of sidestepped her just slightly. Yeah, Hope straight. That was a nice play, Hope. Uh, yeah, but that was a real close play. The runner held it, held it first. Now we've got first and third and one out. And I'm going to call strike here. Maddie Foster batting. Maddie is the DP. She is one for three in the day with an RBI and a run scored in the first inning. She grounded out the pitcher in the second and flew to short in the fifth. There's a Squeeze play. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So small ball. Great 
So we had a suicide squeeze here type on. The runner scored from third. Manny Foster was out at first. The runner from first advanced all the way to third because the third baseman had come in to cover the bunt. So we've got two outs now. We've got a runner at third. Classics are up eight to four. We got Meredith Thomas now up. Ground ball to second base. And play over to first. Easy pay. And well, the damage is done, Jeff. We head to the seventh, Ricky. The Storm are going to need to pick up four runs here. Yeah, you pick up four runs to get an opportunity to tie the game. I mean, I was just going to say, this has been a pretty pretty darn good game. It has been good. Crashings have had the edge the whole game, but the Storm has not given up. They've, they're playing tough. They're putting the ball in play. But very few strikeouts in this game. Right. Actually, it, I don't. I don't believe a. I don't believe a Storm batter has struck out the whole game. I think there's like three strikeouts for the Classics, right. and none of the Storm. So they're putting the ball in play. Classics are playing good defense. Right. Got a lineup change of some sort here. What number is that coming up, Ricky? No, it's, uh, I didn't catch the number, Jeff. Avery Adams. Well, she, okay, she scheduled the bat there. Might, might, maybe later. He re-entered her. I guess I missed the first time she was up. Uh, I apologize. I guess Alicia Sloan had come in. Avery Adams has re-entered. So you can actually re-enter him in the bat? What? You can re-enter him to bat? Yeah. Okay. So again, Avery Adams, who was a catcher, she is uh, 0 for 3 on the day. Grounded up to first, flew to short, flew to third. First pitch to her is a strike. I think she had a bad signal because he was looking like he was slapping. I'm sure the coach ain't slapping right now at this point in the game. Avery's now betting from the right side. Hard line drive for the second. Hits him one bounce. He throws over to first. One up, one down. Well, the storms are two outs away. They're going to have to figure out a way to get some. They're home straight. The first baseman coming out now. She's uh, flown out to first, grounded out to second, and lined out to short. Most place a great place over first base, though. First pitch to her is inside, ball one. Taylor Flory remains on the mound for the Classics. Looking to go 15-0 and in the season with a win here. Well hit, ball. Well hit, ball. It, it's, a it's over. 
It is gone. Hope straight with a home run to right straight center field there. We would clap at the broadcasting beef, but we, we don't want to mess up our... A lot of crowds clapping and cheering. Now again, a home run for Hope Straight cuts the gap to eight to five. Sarah Moats well, not coming into bat. Hope, give him hope. She did. Sarah Moats now up to bat. She's one for three in a day. She singled in the first. She grounded out the second in the third, and she lined out the center field in the sixth. Sarah's made some great plays out of shortstop herself in this game as well. And we got a score of 8-5. to five. It's the top of the seventh here. Fire in the sky. 96 teams down to the final two. Plastics 0 ahead of the ahead of the Storm 0-1 by a score of 8-5 to five here in the seventh inning. First pitch was a call of ball. Looked pretty good. Sarah Moats up the bat. Nobody on base. One out. Long foul ball down into the right with the crowd in the right field there. You see a lot more foul balls when you see teams playing it really aggressive at the plate. You see a lot more foul balls than where you when you have players that are less aggressive. It's nice when you got two thousand fans to retrieve five balls for you though, you know. Exactly. In a normal game you're Chasing some little brother or sister out to run them down. <laughs> Give them a quarter. Go get that ball out there. You don't know if they're going to come back. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels great to be part of something like this. Just our little small part. But it's yeah. One ball and two strikes to Sarah Motes here. One out. Nobody on. There's an outside ball, too. Storm 01 desperately looking for three more runs here in the top of the seventh. Ground ball over to second, kind of a fister. Second baseman gets it, throws over to first. And the Stormer down to their final out. It's come down to this 96 teams. One out away from having a champion or putting a base runner on. A lot of pressure on the batter here. A lot of pressure on the pitcher. This, this could be the hit. Up to bat here for the Storm is number 13, Taylor Heckman, their second baseman. She's two for three in a day and scored two of their two of their five runs. First pitch looked like a changeup in there for a strike. Yeah, she tried to pull the bat back, but I don't think she did a very good job of getting the bat back. Pitches up. Taylor singled and scored in the second, grounded out to the pitcher in the third. She singled in the sixth and actually advanced on a two-base error in the right fielder to get the third base, and she ended up scoring later there. Got a two-and-one count here now on Taylor. Last chance for the storm. I'm sure she liked to prolong this. That's down low, ball three. I mean, I know when I used to play baseball as a kid, I always hated it. When I was the last batter up. Yeah. It is, 
You just don't feel very good to be in that position. I can remember now that I'm almost 60. Ball four. So a walk. Taylor Heckman is exactly what they needed. Megan Pence now coming up to bat. Megan is 0 for 3 in the game. Megan grounded out to the pitcher in the second, lined out to second baseman in the fourth, and grounded out to second base in the sixth. Got a runner on first now, two outs. First pitch is down in the dirt, ball one. Comes the next pitch. There's a call strike. One and one count now here on Megan Pence. Taylor Flory has gone the distance for the Classics on the pitching rubber here. Here's the next pitch. That's inside. Ball two. Two and one count. Taylor getting a little advice here from a third base coach. Grab ball to second, to short, throw over to second, counters. That's the ball game. Megan Pence is retired. Whoa. 6-4. This is interesting. So, what was interesting here is, you know, there's a big fireworks display after the game, so we've got a lot of people that are clearing yeah. the sidelines and running into the outfield there. As soon yeah. as the game is over, so just yeah. to kind of recap, though, the Storm did score one in the in the uh, top of the seventh, and so we've got a final score: of the Classic 0-8, and the Storm five. Now they the base the uh, they played in a couple of tur- tournaments, and the Storm actually had finished higher yeah, than the Laser or than the uh, than the Classics. But the Classics come out today. So, Ricky, another yeah. another. Great day at Orville here. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I really love in Orville, and I, I'm telling you, I, I think if you're a 14 under team, even 12 under team, you definitely need to participate in the Bar in the Sky in Orville, Ohio. And I've had a great time here this weekend. Uh, I haven't been here all weekend, get me wrong, but I've had a great time today. Got to speak with Megan, meet Megan and her mom for first time, Francis. Got to see Joe and talk to a few coaches and really enjoyed myself. They're going to be getting fireworks going here pretty shortly. And, of course, that means that me and Jess are going to hightail it out of town. Yep. Because we're scared of fireworks. That's the reason why we're leaving. <laughs> there are so many people that come into town for these fireworks that actually I, can, I understand it can take a while to get out of town. So exactly. we are going to head out. They're getting ready to do the presentations of the awards now. The Classics won and the Storm is 22nd. Great tournament. I think it's time to wrap this one up, pack your bags, and get going just like the, everybody else is doing. So, Jeff, with that said, any last words? Great game. Enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity of the softball zone to broadcast these games, Ricky. And I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it, uh, the download later here. See what we can do better next time. Okay. Well, hey, for that, that's the end of this championship broadcast. And we'll talk to everybody Tuesday night on the softball zone radio show. Thank you, and have a great weekend. Good night. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.